Hey guys, it's Hello Waffle and we're back like we never left. How exciting. I'm so yeah. done. Anyway. So. Guys, we are back. We are back with another episode. And obviously we had to get, you know, our good friends, you know, one of the persons that started the the podcast with us back on um very excited to do this episode um we've got to tend the back Hi. <laughs> yeah and um i feel like this is going to be a really good one um but yeah we just want to you know see how you're doing i know you've been doing kind of you know some things over the last couple months um so i wanted to you know, we wanted to discuss that and yeah, let's get into it. Um, so first of all, like how you, how have you been, you know, these past few months? That is such an interesting question. Um, how have I been? I've been good. It's been hectic couple of months. I feel like now I'm starting to chill. Yeah. I'm starting to chill a little bit more, but this past few months doing Miss Africa was really full on. But yeah, it's been good. I feel like I pushed myself to do something different. So it was it was a positive journey. But yeah. What inspired okay. you to do it? And what, what was the, what's the actual pageant called that you're doing? So the pageant is called Miss Africa Great Britain. Um, I wanted to, do you know what? It's funny. I feel like some people expect like such an amazing story. And this the story for me applying for this was a bit weird. But basically in first year, I done like a photo shoot for one of my friends doing like a like an African-based clothing line. And from that, I was like, oh my gosh, I'd love to do like more photo shoots based with like um, African theme. And that's how I came across Miss Africa. Like I just started searching like, oh, modeling, like African. And then, yeah, I kind of stumbled across their page. And when I first tried to apply, I'd missed the deadline. And then the second year, I was just kind of lazy and had a bit like, oh, but I've never done a beauty pageant. I don't think it's for me. Then the third year, I went to Singapore, missed the deadline again. So this year, I was like, I just need to do it. Like, it's something that I really wanted to do. And mm. one thing that drew me to the page was, like, you got to do, like, a charity mission and go back to your home country. And one thing for certain is, like, people that know me is that I really want to go back to Zim. Um, I want to do something. It's just something impactful, even if it's just, like, a small project. So, yeah, that's kind of the story behind it. And then I just applied for it and got through which is quite interesting mad i didn't know that you wanted to do that for a while to be fair yeah me neither but that's so dope because yeah Yeah. i remember seeing the your photo shoot pictures and i was like oh this is nice okay Mm. you go and (laughs) and then now seeing you do the pageant which you came third place if i'm mistaken um fourth place so close which is so dope what charity did you end up choosing or did you not have to choose a charity or like how did it work so the process was so there was like different rounds so the first um bit that we had to do was we had to fundraise for their chosen charity so given so normally it would be african-based but given the whole covid situation they were like oh let's um raise funds for a like a randomly selected local community and it was london so yeah. we raised to help like a community within London that was most un, un, underrepresented. 
Um, so that was the first initial round. And then if you're the winning queen, they're basically going to fully fund you to go back to your home country and to carry out your own um, charity project. So mine, mm. I wanted to do it for orphanages, um, like yeah, children that didn't have parents or yeah, just to work with like a select group of young people that might not have the supervision that they need, whether it's like getting tuitions for school or just like basic necessities with food or clothing. So yeah, that's kind of this sector I wanted to work with. So if I had won, I would have gone back to Zimbabwe, like with Ethiopian Airways, like fully funded by the organization and yeah, like a, a kickstart in like carrying out my charity project. So yeah. And how, how was it different as in this year? Because obviously we've had COVID and, you know, there's social distancing and stuff. I'm sure like in a normal pageant you know there's going to be audiences and crowds and stuff like that like how was it different this year for facts yeah coronavirus messed a lot of things so basically when I applied I basically should probably take you through it so when I applied I they basically sent me an email and they're like oh we're doing like a second round for girls to send their application forms and tell us a bit about themselves and Mm. at this point like coronavirus was I think it was like like getting close to March so they're like yeah you need to send it ASAP via video we're no longer doing it in person so I was like oh that's such a shame so I had to send off all my stuff online so we're talking about why I want to do it I even had to video a catwalk guys so I had to find like a really pretty place near my area which I'm surprised that people didn't really stare at me that much so I found like a really (laughs) nice location but you can just imagine I'm like in my heels it's like near like a really nice park but I'm in my heels my brother's taking a video with his camera and I'm just doing a, a catwalk. At that point, I didn't even know how to catwalk. I was like, oh, serious. I'm, I'm going to delete that video because if that video leaks, yeah, it's actually... I didn't see it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> in it. I need to see bad. it. Sure. It's probably not as bad as I think, but I just was super serious. I was like, yeah, me and my brother just like sent it off. So, yeah. So from that point on, at first, they thought we could still do it in person. So they kept telling us like, okay, you know, we're going to narrow it down because they had like hundreds of applications. Um, so they're like, yeah, we're going to narrow it down made it to the top 30 and they're like okay coronavirus is still a thing so we're going to do like public voting online and um and then the finale will be in person but because of coronavirus and you know obviously the government they're like yeah we're gonna have to do things slightly differently we're gonna have mm. to do like a virtual finale and obviously they'd never done anything like that before so some of like I didn't know the girls at that point so I was kind of just doing this whole journey just with like my family and close friends and aunties and uncles and stuff like that so basically there was a point where they were like they said to us that the, uh, the top 10 will be invited to London and yeah. I got cancelled because of coronavirus and then secretly non-disclosure they're like okay by the way we actually have a top five um, and you've made it. I was like, yeah. and they're like, oh, we're wow. going to London. You're going to have like a photo shoot. Um, and that's how I met the other three girls. There, there was meant to be a fourth girl, but she was in Ghana carrying out a charity mission. And that's how I got to meet the winner. Like, if you guys, well, yeah, this girl called Chinyata, the girl that ended mm. up winning it, and the runner-up and the other second runner-up. So that was probably like the best highlight because I actually got to meet the judges. I got to meet the organizers. Got to meet the girls. And then, yeah. yeah, we got our photo shoot where we were just rotating, um, pretend like being the queen, runner-up, mm. together, and then got, like, a massive group photo. Mm. And that was so that. dope. That is Definitely. so dope. So do you think you'll do it again next year? Uh, like, the same one. 
Yeah, um, like another pageant or something. I don't know. Yeah, like do you do you see us like a future in you know Page- modeling or you know that sort of stuff? Um, yeah. that's actually a really good question. Um, with Miss Africa, bearing in mind that I got so close, I don't think I'll do the exact same one. Say if I yeah. didn't make it into the top thirty, I think I would have. But after all the like public announcements and bringing people my journey, I think it would just be a bit too. I don't know. In my head, it sounds a bit too long to take people through the same journey or take myself mm-hmm. through it without like progressing. So, yeah. would I do? A, here's the thing: yeah, there's so many pros about pageant, but there's also like it's an expensive thing. Like it's actually like there's a lot that okay. goes into it. Um, mm-hmm. So I feel like, you, and also you have to be mentally prepared. Like there's a lot of like, uh, yeah. Yeah, anyway, I, I don't want to, like, disclose her name, but, you know, some people, because you're putting yourself in the public light, like, I had some friends get, like, some slack on the internet, like, oh, you're too ugly to be re- representing this country. Like, uh, like really? thankfully, I yeah, thankfully, I didn't get that. Hey, I don't know how. God must have protected me. Well, but, some girls in the pageant got, got abuse saying oh, you're too girl, ugly. Yeah, 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 yeah. <gasps> like, on social media, like, oh, oh like... Oh, my gosh. and you're just like people actually say this and it's it's crazy but yeah that's one of the negatives but yeah the other one is just like you need to get yourself prepared to just yeah constantly like I'm not always on media like that so I had to be proper proactive and mentally that can be a lot like Mm. like, I remember I had to do like the public voting for six weeks and back in the second week I was like lord like are people even voting like oh my gosh like you have to constantly be proactive so you know, there's, I think, yeah, if anyone's going to do a pageant, make sure to see the flip side. Um, I think if I was to do anything, it would be modelling. I don't know about pageantry. We'll see. Unless it's Miss World, you know, where you get, like, some mega big prizes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I'm so done. I was going to say, there's, there's Miss Zimbabwe GB. Yeah, there is. Which is a bit quiet, though. I, I saw it. I know what you're talking about. But it's been a bit quiet over the years. Oh yeah. Oh, I get. I guess it's only big in our community, like in the Zimbabwean community. But yeah, I get what you mean. That hasn't been as big as previous years. Whatever. Yeah. Talk about it. But yeah. That'll I mean. be lit though. Uh, I'll never say never. Like you know, if somebody was like, "Oh my gosh, you should check this out." I would never say never. But I feel like because it was so different, um, I was really pushed outside of my comfort zone. But I made it work. Like even with my dress, like guys. The first time I was, like was looking for evening gown dresses, I saw prices that I was like, "Huh? They're like four hundred pounds, three hundred pounds." I was like, "Nah." I said, "Man's not <laughs> that kind of money. We're gonna look bougie, but we're also gonna keep it classy and affordable." You know, we're gonna bougie on a budget, baby. Bougie on a budget, not like a full full budget, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're not trying to do pretty little thing because I just doesn't look evening gown, sadly. Oh man. Oh, so any future plans besides, you know, modelling and pageantry and stuff like that? I don't even know if pageantry is a word, but I'm going to go with it. Uh, future plans, just like generally, just like me, yeah. myself? Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, future plans. So your girl is a law graduate. So obviously, I need to utilise that. Like, I honestly need to utilise that. So I am working on the side, like doing like recruitment based stuff, which is interesting because I'm kind of like, how do I end up in recruitment? But anyway. Um, so that's been interesting and I'm just trying to keep myself proactive um, one thing is that I never thought I'd do a pageant to begin with so I'm still open to new things and yeah we'll see where things take me really and truly nice and um, do you feel like in this process do you feel like you learn anything about yourself 
Mm. Yeah, I did. So one thing that I learned was that, so when I was doing this Miss Africa, I feel like a lot of people thought, not that the pageant didn't help open certain doors, but it's like, I learned to be very proactive. So take, for instance, when I um, reached out to a Zimbabwean artist called Amara Brown, Melissa, you probably, yeah, you should know her. Um, mm. A lot of people thought that like Miss Africa had given me her contact, but okay. that was literally me like going out of my way. Like I sent her like a whole email, like I really want some mentorship. Like, yeah. can you please give me some advice? And she actually responded. Like it was just so crazy because I'd never like really put myself in that category to just email like celebrities and stuff like that. And that was like a doorway that opened itself up. Even with the newspaper, that was somebody just recommending me on. But I had to like, you know, send my whole story. And one thing mm. this whole pageantry like kind of showed me is that, is that the, the, if that's the correct way to phrase it, was that you can actually gain a lot. I don't know, you can gain a lot by just being very proactive. Like a lot of things that people get themselves into or get in that big break is just them literally knocking on that door like, hey, I'm doing this. And, mm. you know, naturally, luckily, the title kind of created itself. Like when people heard like Miss Africa, Great Britain, they're like, yeah, 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 like, we'll help you out. So yeah. that was one thing. And another thing was I didn't really realize that there was a lot of people supporting me. So that was really reassuring. Like sometimes with social media, you don't really know like people that are rooting for you. And people really came through, like even with the donations, majority of my donations came from people that were like from my primary school or people yeah. that I'd just spoken mm. to in past and they're like, yeah, by the way, I've donated like 50 pounds. I was like, wow, like, yeah. Mm. Like, so that was like a massive accomplishment for me. Because I remember when I first done it, I was like, yeah, I think I'm going to raise like maybe 100 pounds tops. So when yeah. I raised like 300 and something pounds, that was that was a massive achievement for me. So I was like, mm. <laughs> thank you, yeah. No, I found mm. the whole process, especially like remembering like every day, oh, I've got to vote to 10, I've got to vote oh, to 10. Yeah, in it, that free, one free vote shot. Oh, <laughs> Lord, that was just, even, oh, even how far I got with the public voting, I was really shocked because I had like aunties from like Australia, like I just really thanked my mom and like my parents, like they really like, like spread the word and like my immediate yeah. family. Cause I had like mm-hmm. my uncle, like talking to his friends from like Zimbabwe and they're like, yeah, don't worry. We'll tell our whole church congregation. Like mm-hmm. that, that news spread to like family in like Australia and people there. And it just literally just kept spreading. Like, yeah. So it was really nice. It was really, really. Oh, that's cool. so dope. No, that's that's wavy so still. Isn't it? it Damn. Is there anything that you would change about it if you went back or, you know, was it literally just a great experience? Um, I'd say if I was to change stuff, luckily, I don't feel like I was too into my head, but just to, yeah, just to really make the most of the process, like not to be too like, um, I don't know how to say it, not self-absorbed, but to always be like, oh my gosh, like, how do I look? Like, does this look okay? Just to enjoy the process. Because I know that you can really get into your head with pageantry. Like, you want to present yourself in the best way. And, you know, you know, there's like a particular sense of etiquette. Like, you know, when you're doing this kind of pageantry, they expect you to have a sense of pose and the way that you speak, the way you articulate yourself. But in essence, you know, I can be that woman. I can be that girl, but I'm also very quirky. So it's kind of like I did want to cater for that side of myself and not to be so like formal with everything. Cause you know, not like in a way to diss it, but you know, some of the girls, you know, they approached it that way. 
and you know fair enough that's who they are like to be like okay guys you know always present themselves you know in a certain type of way but I did want to just make it fun like especially on my Instagram because I was like this is my platform like you know if I win this I do have to keep up that same image for the like whole reigning year as Miss Africa so yeah I guess just to remind myself early to just be myself from the beginning and just to continue I guess that's something I'd do differently yeah Mm. Mm. Oh, that is side so note mm-hmm. side note real quick and this is just off the back of the conversation that we're currently having i just wanted to ask like having that little experience that you had mm. and melissa you can answer this as well like do you feel like you know sometimes it we put too much pressure on i don't know people in that sort of space and sort of like modeling and beauty and you know influences and stuff like that do you feel like, like to uphold a certain um look yeah. or a certain persona yeah because you know off the comments where you said you know some people are getting um abuse. you know yeah abuse and stuff like that um for representing you know their country or whatever um you know i'm sure it was kind of like difficult and I just kind of made me think about you know maybe you know there are a lot of people who feel that sort of way because you know they are models or influencers and you know they do represent a brand you know they they might get this abuse as well but find it hard to speak up literally just have to do their job and move on you get me so I don't know am I am I bugging or do you feel like no I think you're right I think like um there's a lot of people well if we're talking about pageantry I've seen you've kind of seen it like you know Miss GB or Miss oh remember that girl remember sorry just it it just came into my head (laughs) remember the girl who was like Miss Great Britain or something and she went on to yeah she went on to Love Island and then she basically had sex on TV and then they dropped her title like they made her like drop her title because that's something that they didn't condone. Obviously, they approved of her going on to Love Island, but mm. they didn't condone. I think probably she probably had terms and conditions, and that was probably the terms and conditions, and then they dropped her. That's kind of within the lines of having to keep a persona and stuff. But I guess, in a sense, with the pageantry, I don't. I get it because it's all surrounded by you know like being feminine being a strong woman being like you know having um etiquette etiquette like having a certain type of etiquette oh yeah 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 Yeah, have it yeah that word having that (laughs) and then having to uphold it and having to move in a certain manner and talk in a certain manner which is like presented to be a lady and if you don't have that you know you're not looked as having a as being a lady which I get and I understand, but I think sometimes it's too much. Like, mm. yeah, I think it's too much sometimes. But I understand that's the old, as I guess it's based on the olden times and, you know, etiquette and being a lady and how you should hold yourself, how you should dress, how you should do that. Yeah. Like, it all, it, it happens in life. It happens in um in the church as well. And even uh, there's a show called, um from, what was it called? From Sutton, from last to lady, or Sutton, from Sutton to lady, I used to watch it. Bears, did you guys ever watch that show? It was like on BBC. Uh, or it sounds familiar, but no, I don't think I watched it. It was like girls who who didn't have like um 
who weren't considered ladies and they were just like wow. rowdy or party type da, 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 da. Uh. and then they went to this um house or um uh, workshop thing where there was like women who taught them how to like walk in um in the um like walk in the right posture, sit in the correct posture and like talk and eat like in the correct way, basically to be like a lady. Oh, from Ledette to Lady, that's it. That shows, it was so jokes. But anyway, yeah, it's all, I still forgot what my point was. But (laughs) but yeah, um, yeah. And what's called with celebrities and stuff and models and all that stuff. I get it because they have a lot of people looking at them. But then at the same time, I feel like you can always thrive when you present who you truly are, like yeah. and not trying to keep a persona up. Because that, like what people say, like once that persona is gone, I think I was listening to the um, a podcast with like Chucky online and then mm. um, HP, Harry Panera was like the guest on the on the podcast that week. And even he was saying like, you know, um, some people like try to put on an act. This is yeah. something completely different, but some people try to put on an act and then they get all mixed up within the act and trying to be themselves. Whereas like he was saying that he's always been himself. So his page has always been him. So he doesn't have to put mm-hmm. anything on. If he goes to an appearance or um, a video or something, he's always himself. So he hasn't got that internal battle of like, okay, let me put on my mask and then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be this person because one day that's all going to crumble. And that's, that's just something like I never understand about celebrities I even tried to do it myself because I was like you know me myself I'm a brand you know I need to present myself in a certain way because if I get big not big in that way but like if I start a business and it gets big and I'm a multi-millionaire yeah. like people are gonna look at you know whatever I've done in the past I don't know why I think like that but <laughs> that's literally <laughs> how I used to think like but then I'm coming to understand like it will you always win if you you're yourself and if you present yourself as yourself because then people can't question that and people can't then be like oh look at her now look she's gone off the rails or this and that but no it's just like it's always been you but then yeah, I think I went I drifted no, no, I know what the you point, mean. but there's also a movie I was even thinking about that relates to what you're saying like what's it called it's called like princess diaries or something like that like you know that ordinary girl I saw yeah. that mm-hmm. like, and then you know mm-hmm. she had to kind of become like the princess or whatever and she had to de- um, develop the etiquette and all of that I don't know here's the thing there's like two ways to see it as in obviously when you sign up for a pageant it's kind of like what you're signing up for like okay like there's going to be a particular way like you can see from the past contestants that you know you know the way that you stand like we had like some uh what's it called some zoom like uh, meetings where we done like catwalks. Imagine learning catwalk online. But anyway, we done like catwalks, <laughs> done like etiquette, um, how to like sit and all of that. And I was like, whoa, like all this time, like you know, they gave us some advice, like when you sit on a chair, you know, you're not meant to sit just like you know stagnant, just like with both you know bum cheeks on the seat. You're meant to just be nah. lifted. One bum yeah, cheek on like the feet, you lift and yourself you cross up. your feet. Yeah, yeah, you have to cross your feet. Like even if you're to tie your shoelace, you know, this particular way when you sneeze, like you don't just sneeze anyhow. You have to sneeze within your like um, what do you call it? Like your arm. Handkerchief. Oh, yeah. Not even handkerchief, you know, but oh. yeah. And you no, know, they asked us like, you know, just like icebreakers, like, okay, so how do you like hold the red and white wine? Like, oh that like, I don't drink a bougie red wine, but you know, I had to just keep it together. Like, I think this is how you hold it. Like a lot of girls didn't know. But it was quite intense sometimes. Like the catwalk tutorial guy was like, like, nah, you guys. 
I can't lie, it's funny now, but he was like, you guys are the worst catwalk people I've ever seen. All right. Dude, here's the thing, yeah. I don't know whether he actually literally meant that, which he probably did. Let me not sugarcoat it. But at the same time, it made us all patting ourselves because we're like, oh, like nobody so wants then- to look bad. Like, because the thing is, some of us, some some of the girls were wearing like some six-inch stiletto heels. And Melissa, you know this, yeah. If you mm-hmm. cannot walk in heels, don't pretend that you can. Because you can see it. So for me, I was like, hey, let me not lie. Like, you know, I'm not going to come in with kitty heels, but at the same time, I'm not going to come with stiletto heels because it can show when you cannot walk in heels, it's just so shambolic. Yeah. So basically, what you're telling me was you're on America's next top model. The catwalk guy, yeah, he's like some, I don't know, he's like, he's won like a few awards with catwalking so he did not come to play like he was like i do not want you guys to look stupid in front of the public so i'm gonna be like he was like i'm not your friend that i'm here to be strict and stern so i was like fair enough you know was no he, one black or white? he was black but like uh, quite fair skin ish um maybe like caribbean yeah okay but yeah oh. so anyway, when I was like preparing for my interview questions, and this is a question to you guys. So I was preparing for my interview questions because we had interviews, right? And one of the questions I was looking at some sample questions is like, they were like, oh, do you see beauty pageants as a way to control women? Um, and what do you guys think about that question? What was your answer, mm. first of all? I didn't get asked it. It was just like a sample question. Luckily, I didn't get asked mm-hmm. it. But, um, I, see beauty. I think maybe it started that way. Um so maybe I don't know what the history of beauty pageants, but I'm guessing it started a very long time ago. Mm-hmm. You know, when women had less rights and this, that, the other. So yeah, it probably started not not you know explicitly to control women, but as a way to kind of you know assert you know male control and you know just I don't know mm. male fantasy, male you know sort of yeah what they kind of like and. um that's probably why you know beauty pageants tend to be more women and <laughs> you don't you know you don't get men signing up for beauty pageants you get me it could be um, interesting though yeah yeah so um, you're, you're next yeah <laughs> no <I'm kidding>. um, <laughs> um i swear but, there are some male beauty pageants yeah uh, but maybe melissa they go on rupaul kind of things but anyway no, like I swear down, there's probably male ones like proper what, like mr gb like i've never probably <laughs> I actually don't Let know, you know. See. That's a good question. <laughs> but um, I don't know. I don't know about now. I feel like now, you know, you tend to find women signing up voluntarily. You get mm. me? Like, women want to be a part of, you know, beauty pageants. Women want to be, you know, models and stuff like that. Um, So I wouldn't say it's a way that men control women. I feel yeah. like women have more autonomy in that sense where they can, you know, do what they want to do. And for some women, it's it's a chance to, you know, looked good on a runway you know I'm sure you you felt good you know in your in your dress you know doing your catwalk yeah, and so, yeah. yeah um it's a it's a it's a difficult one I feel like it might have started that way but now I, I really don't see it as a way that men control women just on that note there's a thing called Mr England competition which is one that's of the... what I was gonna say there's <laughs> um it says Mo. Male pageants are a growing phenomenon. Phenomenon, hey, well, English yeah, phenomenon, uh, worldwide, and other countries that have fared well 
included Germany, India, Costa Rica, Uruguay, and Brazil since 1998. Um, Venezuela has won a handful of titles in contests like Mr. International, Manhunt International, and Mr. Intercontinental. Wow. So, yes, they are male beauty pageants. Okay. I can't lie. It would be so lit to see guys in suits just doing catwalks. Like, not catwalks. Like, yeah, it'll be, like yeah. Tools, but, like, just doing, like, their runway walk. That would be so cool. But, yeah, according to Google, I think the first ever beauty pageant was introduced by a man. Um, Interesting. Yeah. And then, um, but I think it got shut down, before, like, due to, like, public protests or something. Okay. I'm reading but um yeah which is very interesting to what we're saying like that is very interesting mm. but, I mean back to the question I, I don't know here's the thing another thing was like the reason why I applied for Miss Africa was like on their website they one of like their ethos or like statement was like they were using the allure of beauty so the pageantry girls to give like to create future leaders and women leadership to give back to a charity program which yeah. I thought was really nice because it wasn't just about, you know, the way that you looked. But at the same time, it was nice to see ethnic, like, yeah, ethnic minorities being put at, at the forefront. Like, you're beautiful. Like, the way that you look, you know, your nose, this or the other. And, you know, we don't get much of that. Obviously, there's, like, a growing need for it, and you know, on advertisements, all this, all that. But, it, yeah, it was different. It, it, was, it was quite refreshing to see that, you know, just like a primarily African-based Mm. yeah yeah so i don't know to control women i would like to think not you know since you said that you know everyone has their own autonomy to do what they want to do and yeah mm. that's very interesting yeah Mad. anyway yeah that story is not clicking it's waffle it's hella waffle are you guys gonna get the the vaccine if it, <laughs> if it finally comes out uh hell no to the no no um can't lie i, I will not be first in line i will right. wait until everyone else gets it see if there's any side effects or see how long it lasts for then i'll consider doing it after then but really truly no when they're trying to say oh black people should be the first ones in line and this and that and people who are at high risk should be first and it's okay i'll keep my ass at home it's all right <laughs> mm. obviously i'm not trying to get the corona but at the same time this vaccine has like i don't know like obviously they're saying this is oh like like this is a world like first you know to be able yeah. to create a vaccine this quick and for it to be 95 percent like was it 95 or 98 anyway like 95 percent like you know um successful success rate basically mm-hmm. this is like like history's first time. for it to happen yeah for it to happen which i hear and i applaud you know whatever but i'm still not trying to do it because Nah, with everything that's happened and them saying, oh, we want to test it on Africans first. We want to, um, this and that. Black people, even our own prime minister was like, yeah, the BAME community should be the first ones in line. For what reason? Don't do that. Yeah, why? Why are we always the guinea pigs? Don't um, do that. Yeah, for do me, I'm not that. in a rush. And I feel like one thing 
like I always speak about this with my mom I don't know whether it's because we're lucky that we're young like in my mind I do sometimes feel like because our immune system should be the best like this is like the optimum years I don't know whether I would feel different maybe if I was like 50 or like had like some you know you know what I mean like my immune's not working my immune system's not at its its strongest um but anyway to answer your question um no (laughs) um as long as it's not forced as well you know i've got this like really weird inkling that this is going to be forced upon us at some point like you mm. need to take it or it's going to become like it's going to cause some some like divisions like between people like oh my gosh you haven't had the vaccine uh, yeah like don't chill with me but then at the same time it's like if you've had the vaccine why are you worrying about whether i've had it like you're immune from it now so yeah yeah, yeah. how about yeah. you Dioli? i don't know i feel like a part of me just wants life to go back to normal so yeah I, i'm feeling like yeah i want to take it because <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> i want to take it because i just want to be you know back outside doing normal things again you know being in concerts and stuff like that i really miss concerts, concerts yeah i miss yeah. concerts man oh, oh we yeah. miss so much wireless everything lord have mercy sick wireless was gonna be my first year ever going this year right it needs to happen i can't lie ah lord i'm so heartbroken literally and that's why i was like "Mm, i don't know um but now having conversations obviously like before you know i know like um you know things can go wrong um with vaccines and then obviously Mm. like we can't trust this government and in the past you know there's just been some shady stuff that they've done to black communities um with things like that um but a part of me was like i want to be outside and and do stuff and but talking with other people again it's like people have been reminding me like nah nah bro you can't do this you can't you can't be signing (laughs) up first do you get me um so yeah that's where i'm at at the moment it's also mad though generally sorry um generally we get like you know vaccinations has always been something we've got prior like you know we got a chicken pox jab or you know just as an example yeah even like flu like i would get like a flu jab it's just it's mad because of the whole build-up with coronavirus and you know conspiracy theories have been at such the forefront i don't know it's really scary times in a sense kind of what i don't know it's mad jab i haven't had a flu jab i have really oh really I was I was gonna say for years, but I was trying to figure out when when the last time I had a flu jab. But basically, <laughs> I've had a flu jab for years. I can't lie; wow. it's actually done, man. But I've actually never had like I haven't, haven't had the flu jab probably since school times or since mm-hmm. primary school times, probably. Mm. Like, but I don't I don't know why. I just I didn't know you, you're supposed Your to be every year. Strong. Mm. I guess so. I always have a cold, but then at the same time, it's just a cold. Like, I never, it's never that serious. Mm. But some of that is also like um, supplements. Like, I was talking to my brother, like, I do want to get into just taking vitamin D supplements and stuff like yeah, that. I, I can generally go outside and I come back, like, with the full on cough. And someone was like, yeah. yeah, you must have like low iron levels and vitamin supplements. I was like, yeah, that's probably true. Mm. What are you going to say? Are you guys like, um, is it like just a thing of you don't want to take the vaccine because you know you just don't want to be first in line and you want to kind of like no side effects and stuff like that are you guys like those types of people that are totally against vaccines no i'm not totally against vaccine i'm all for it 
Um, it's mm. just the fact of this vaccine and like, you know, one of the doctors that was working on this vaccine even said himself, like, he they don't know the full side effects of it. They don't know how long yeah. the vaccine actually will last for, whether it lasts for months or for years. Like, they don't have all the answered questions. And I think mm. once we get all the answered questions, then I'll probably be on board to be like, ah, cool, fair enough. Do you know what I mean? Mm. I don't want to then take a vaccine and then uh, you find out like, oh, it affects your your fertility rate or it affects like oh, yeah, your yeah, your unborn so. child or something like something mad in it. Like I don't yeah. need, don't, don't want it to be ever be that. But for people who have um who are high risk, so like you know patients in nursing homes and own care homes and stuff, or like with um under under like with health issues in general like Lame, them yeah. getting it i'll probably like i would encourage that because it's like okay why not like you're at risk but like, why not do it why not try like do you know what i mean not saying mm. that i'm not at risk everyone's at risk but you know people are, who are high risk like i understand like i don't know about your parents but mm. i think my dad he's all for it he's like yeah i'm gonna be first in line like you know da, 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 da. Yeah. Like, it makes sense it makes mm. sense but for me i don't i don't want to be first in line i was like right, cool, you do your thing yeah, no one wants to be first um i'm not like <laughs> melissa I'm, I'm not like a gangster but i feel like there's been so much build-up with this whole coronavirus i don't know what to think anymore like mm. I, i'm so in between like it does this exist or does it not exist but then you know when you've got close people in your parameter that are getting coronavirus like okay yeah surely it does exist but then at the same time it's like how do we not know that they're just taking it off as coronavirus so um and also i'm also thinking like i'm doing just fine like i haven't caught the symptoms am i lucky like so mm. do i need the vaccination i don't know I, i'm just gonna wait it out like mouth and just kind of see um i feel like you know parents always kind of play a forefront so i guess if my parents were super down and went for it i would probably most likely just be like oh well my parents have done it let me just you know be more inclined mm. to doing it but if they're not i'll probably be a bit more reluctant yeah, I just don't want the negative side effects and I don't even know what it is. And luckily, you guys sound like you're doing your research. I just watch the news. Other than that, I don't take it any further because it just does mm-hmm. my head in. I don't really know if I want to, you know, look into it. Oh, to be fair, I just watch the news. That's it. Mm. <laughs> but, um, no. yeah. One thing I find weird, though, is like how it's like different private companies coming up with different sort of vaccines. As is, like... <laughs> It's like, how am I supposed to know, like, which, which one is right? One. You get me? Like, you got, you know, one company called Pfizer, you know, with their own, oh, and then another yeah. company called AstraZeneca with theirs. And it's like, why yeah, don't you guys just all come together and share your research? Like, exactly. Why the competition? Mm-hmm. And also, like, what um you guys raised earlier, why was it so quick? I saw this was meant to take ages. I get yeah, that they're right. trying to sort it out because it's a pandemic, but it's like, why? why it, it just doesn't seem right. Mm. so do you guys you know so are you guys for the fact that coronavirus exists are you guys reluctant like where do you stand i think it exists i think there's enough to say that exists but i don't know i don't know i don't know with i don't know if everything that we've been told is true that's if that makes Mm. any sense like the amount of deaths caused by a corona um, yeah, yeah, yeah. the amount of people that have said that there's a cure to it um, mm. um, and like the source of it the actual source of coronavirus like I think I think those bits I'm unsure about 
Um, but mm. I do think it exists. I think, yeah, I, I think it exists. It, it stopped mm. the whole world. Like, fam, yeah. why would why would anyone want to stop the world like that? If there was mm. any underlying, like, you know, um, what's the word? Um, agendas. Any underlying agendas? Like, what's the point of it? Because Mass control and the di- digitalization and automatic like automatedness of the like future of the world yeah, yeah but like within that everyone's still losing a lot of money it's it's so, not worth it for that to be you know you can get mass control in other ways but i get i guess it is mass control but still a lot of people have lost money or all these countries are in deep deep in debt yeah. unless they've been able to manage yeah. it properly but everyone's in big debt like that's Oh, By yeah. the way, I'm just throwing ideas. It's not that I'm, you know, I'm forcing. Believing it, yeah. It's calling you like, yeah, tenders tapped. Like, what's going on? <laughs> now, for me, like, when it comes to conspiracy theories around health, for me, it only makes sense if it's like targeting one group of people. Yeah. yeah. Like, when mm-hmm. everybody's affected, for me, like, I just can't subscribe to that theory. Like, with cancer as well, you know, when people say there's a cure, there's a cure. For me, it's like, you know, cancer affects the rich white people too. You get me? Yeah. Like, it affects those doctors. Like, if you're a doctor and you know there's a cure for cancer, mm. like, why would you not spread that? Why would you that? not do that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah like, yeah. I'm, I'm leaking that information. You get me? Um, So, yeah, with coronavirus, it's like... <laughs> I, I feel like... like said. <laughs> <laughs> with, with coronavirus, um, yeah, I definitely think it exists and I definitely think, you know, it's it's you know hurt so many people and it's like i think the main issue comes with you know how governments have kind of handled the situation which is why people are so kind of like annoyed and frustrated Mm -hmm. and you know start to think okay you're trying to take away my freedom Mm -hmm. yeah um you get me um because you know they could have done better and they could have you know brought it to a situation where we're able to go back to life you know, still, you know, knowing that there's coronavirus, um, but still mm-hmm. able to go back to life. But um, yeah, man, I definitely feel like it's a it's a big, big problem. And you know, 2021 might be a difficult year as well. Uh, yeah, I feel like the implications of this year, like Mel said, with you know companies being in huge debt and countries, then naturally, hundred percent. You know, some mm. people have lost their jobs; they've been made redundant. Um, yeah yeah the the talent or job pool for a lot of people is looking a bit scarce the creative industry is mm. slim like cinemas i just found out yesterday like majority a lot of cinemas are being closed down movie productions what? are low like it's it's very interesting Damn. yes what? a lot has happened every industry has been impacted has been affected and a lot of me people yeah can't make money for themselves and a lot of people have been let go it's yes, too much, huh? It's right. Too but on the positive side, you know, it's shown that people can work from home and have a work life balance. Like, we don't need micromanagement all the time. Like, mm. yeah. Tatendo's amazing you having very you on. Thank you very much. Yeah. Thank, Thank you for guys. coming on again. Obviously, friend of the show. Definitely oh. come on anytime. Um, and yeah, man. Good, good hearing about your experience and everything. I appreciate yeah. it. It's nice. Thank you. So close. No, but it was good. Thanks, boy.